Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Three, right. two, one. Hey, guys. I wasn't done counting before I pushed the button, and I'm the one in charge of the button, so I don't know what happened there. Welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. Yeah. Woo! All right. We can feel your excitement. We can feel it, and it gives yeah. us energy. It gives me, I've been tingling. Yeah. It's, it's palpable. Mm-hmm. I can taste it. I can taste yep. your energy. Anyway, I don't know what energy would taste like, but I don't. I'm not sure good. either. That was went way loud and left, left field there a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so today yeah. is the last, uh, the last podcast in the episode that we've been doing all month about uh, demonic uh, powers, spirits, the spiritual realm, uh, all of those things. So we've covered everything we've covered up to this point has been in the new Testament. It's been uh, covered two accounts with Jesus and Matthew and Mark. We covered uh, a pretty notable account that probably almost all of you have already heard of uh, with Paul in acts. And today we're going OT style and we're going to look at um, a pretty, pretty big pivotal thing that we see here in the old Testament uh, in first Samuel uh, we are not going to read this like we've read all the rest of them. And let me explain why. Uh, it's the entire chapter 28. <laughs> and the entire yeah. chapter is 25 verses. So what we're going to do real quick, Rob's going to do us the gracious uh, gracious thing of summarizing kind of what happens here. Uh, because it's not so much what happens that we're going to look at. It's just the reality that it did happen that we're going to look at. So you want to give us a quick summarization, the cliff notes of version the Rob Notes version. Yeah. So if this, if this, if this, let me just say it this way, this chapter would make a great episode in some sort of reality series. Um, so it starts off the whole, the context of what actually happens within the chapter is that the Philistines uh, gathered up, they, they were going to go to war against Israel. This is not an uncommon theme in uh, the Old Testament and scripture. The Philistines were uh, pretty normal uh, uh, bad guys in Israel, the good guys, even though <laughs> kind of both bad guys. Uh, but the uh, Philistines and Israel went to war a lot, right? It's not a, an uncommon thing. So that's the context, though. The Philistines gathered their military units into one army to fight against Israel. Uh, that's the very first statement in the chapter. And um, uh, long story short, what happens is Saul is uh, worried about the situation. Saul doesn't know uh, what to do. He, um, he had, uh, let's see, Samuel was dead. Samuel is the prophet that the book is named after, right? Uh, Samuel is the prophet, and he was the prophet who uh, God spoke to and appointed Saul. He's the prophet who God spoke to and appointed David in place of Saul. Uh, Samuel was a big deal, right? God used him for a lot of prophetic things. And um, and so Samuel's dead. Saul doesn't know what to do. And Saul goes to this uh, medium, right? His, his guys, uh, that's not a size of a t-shirt or a Coke. That's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> someone who uh, calls up spirits to talk to the dead, right? The fortune teller kind of thing, right? The crystal ball in the circus. This is the person who um, 
consults with the dead, brings the dead to life, gets messages from the dead. And so part of the question today is, what is that even real, right? And then, um, but uh, Saul, the story goes that Saul is actually uh, a guy in chapter 20 of this same book who, uh, because of the actual law in Leviticus 19 and Deuteronomy 18, and uh, chapter 20 of First Samuel, uh, Saul makes this illegal, what he's about to do. Uh, you can't, uh, it says a man or a woman who is a medium or a spiritist must be put to death. Um, so not only are you not supposed to go to them, they shouldn't even exist at this point, right? So, uh, but Saul finds one, goes to them and, and wants her to bring Samuel up from the dead and, so that he can get some, uh, some help, some guidance at the war, the battle, whatever. Uh, and he does this specifically, one, because God isn't talking to Saul. God hasn't answered Saul. So Saul kind of takes matters into his own hands and breaks the law of God to do so. Breaks the law to talk to God. That makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. So um, he goes to her. Now, I think it's of note that he's disguised when he initially talks to her. He does not want her to know who he is. Um, there are a couple of reasons here, probably because he done, he done did kick her out. So <laughs> that's, that's the first thing. Uh, she's in exile because of him. Uh, yeah. She's worried that she's going to be put to death, which is what yeah. he yeah. He'd already ordered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because when he was listening to God's law and doing what he was supposed to do, that's what had been done, which I know seems mm-hmm. cruel, but that's a whole nother episode that we could talk about. Uh, but then, um, yeah so what actually happens is uh she's able to do this isn't she yeah samuel comes back from the dead yeah samuel comes back from the dead and there's debate on whether it's samuel or not and all of this stuff and maybe we can get into that yeah um but samuel samuel comes back to the dead and essentially rebukes ends up uh rebuking saul for um what he uh did here Uh, So um, Saul in verse 20, uh, immediately Saul fell flat on the ground. So this, this happens. Um, He's told David is going to be you instead, and you're not going to be the king. And so Saul falls on his face. He falls to the ground. He's terrified. He's terrified by what Samuel says to him. And, uh, so let's see what else, what ha- how does it end here? The woman uh, came he over to Saul him, yeah. and she saw that he was terrified and said to him, look, your servant has obeyed you. I took my life in my own hand. So she's like, uh, okay, look, 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 I, you know, uh, don't hurt me. Don't kill me. It's not my fault. I just did what I was told kind of a thing. Um, uh, let me set some food in front of you, eat it. Uh, it will give you strength so you can go on your way. Uh, he says, I won't eat, but when it's, so he's like, uh, fasting, I guess, from fear <laughs> a little bit. I don't know. Um, but uh, so she, yeah, I, that's really the end of the story. Yeah, that's nothing the end else. It, yeah. Nothing else really happens. Nothing pertaining to what we're talking about. Nothing um, that matters happens. So again, yeah. the, the big point here isn't necessarily what happened, but the reality that it did happen. So we have, again, like we talked about in the first episode, 
uh, depending on what type of church you went to, this was either maybe overemphasized. I don't know if you mentioned it the first or second episode, Rob, but you're talking about how sometimes it's so much overemphasized where it's like, oh no, we have to fight the devil. Da, 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 da. And the, the sovereignty of God is really brought down a bit because now it's, you have to fight against all of these things and have all this faith and basically prosperity gospel uh, portions of it were in that. Um, so you either had that or you had the opposite side of it where it's just kind of like, yeah, we acknowledge that that happened, but we're just not really going to talk about it. And so it's usually one of those two things that occur. So the important and the reason we're doing this, obviously this month is because it's October. By the time this episode comes out, it's almost Halloween. Uh, and you've probably seen Hocus Pocus like four times on the television. And the idea here (laughs) is that (laughs) ABC family, man, that's all they play. And so the idea here is that, you know, we have to address the fact that it's reality. Like, here's the crazy thing. The world acknowledges that evil is a reality. They just don't acknowledge that the extent of it as Christians do. Uh, But the funny thing is when it comes to demons and spirits and the supernatural, lots of times we as Christians kind of shrink away from that a bit and go, well, you know, okay. But what we see happen in this text is that so, for example, when you mentioned those, the God's law in Leviticus, like there's a reason that God told his people, hey, don't mess with that stuff. It wasn't there, there because... There tend to be reasons behind that. I don't know why it's so <laughs> difficult for us to get. It wasn't like he was saying, hey, don't mess with it because it's not real. He said, don't mess with it because when you do, you're going down a path that's way worse than what you think it is. Like when we talk about, for example, the passage we did in the New Testament, like there's a reason that he said, don't mess with this stuff because it literally, it, it's, it affects your life. It affects your relationship. It affects how you interact with me. So he doesn't want them to do, he doesn't want them to practice the same things the Canaanites do because the Canaanites are extremely evil people. I mean, and even just to give you a hint, even to the extent of their evilness, God even gives them grace up to a point where he says, I've tried to warn them. They won't listen. So, and then, there's lots of things that people disagree with that God did there. Uh, but the point is that um, they were evil. And he says, don't do these same things, which is why we find ourselves in the situation where the median is exiled and Saul actually has to hide himself to go to her. Um, because, and again, I know people are like, well, that was kind of mean to kill them all. Well, there's a reason for that. And again, we can spend maybe some other episodes on that, but it's a yeah, real we, thing. All that to we say. Should- we should we should definitely like at some point during some month talk about the taboo attributes of God. That would be amazing. Hey, I think we found our next month's topic for November. You know, Thanksgiving and all things thankful. Let's talk about the taboo. <laughs> taboo thanking topics. God, thanking God for the taboo attributes of God. Man, that's the whole month. I love it. Okay, so you see, you got a taste. If you if you've gotten this far in the month. <laughs> You have a taste of next one. Oh, man. Um, but uh, anyway, so I think what we've seen throughout the whole scripture, but especially here, is that it's a real thing. Like, we at least need to acknowledge that, hey, this is something that happens. Now, like we've said in all the epi- other episodes, God's still in control of the whole situation, right? I mean, he's in control. And I think part of this is shown through the fact that Samuel actually, actually shows up. And that is an indicator to her, the median, that's an indicator to the median that, hey, I'm not actually the one in control of this situation. Because we see that in verse, what did I say that verse was? 
verse 12. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice, and the woman said to Saul, you have deceived me, you are Saul. Um, there was something happening here when Samuel came back that she understood that this wasn't under her own power. This was, she was not the one in control of the situation. Uh, and it gives her some sort of rise here to understand that, oh, okay, <laughs> I see what's happening here. Um, which, again, plays back to the attribute we've been talking about the whole month. Yeah, um, I think there, there are a lot of questions that come from this. Mm -hmm. uh, piece of scripture that like there are lots of questions and and sort of debates about things one of those is was it actually Samuel um, that like my personal view of that is yeah it kind of every indication in scripture here in the the chapter that as we're reading it it seems as though it is actually Samuel uh, Saul recognizes him as Samuel he the prophecies and the things that he's saying are really Samuel-esque in how he's saying them and how he's um, talking to Saul. So uh, there's really no indication other than I don't really know how to explain it, but I don't want to believe that he, she could bring Samuel himself up. That seems to me to be the only real logical beginning spot for the argument that it wasn't Samuel. So that um, what's important about that is, is because it was either divination. It was either her being a median and bringing Samuel back to, it was either that, or it was some demonic activity and not, um, not Samuel and, and it's not real. It can't happen. Right. So it's either, that's the differentiating, um, uh, argument between this can be a thing or this can't be a thing. Um, I think, I don't know if that makes sense to you. Well, I but. think the selling, yeah, I think the selling point for me on the fact that it is Samuel is the fact that when we see, for example, in the old Testament specifically, uh, people that give messages that claim to be from God that aren't God, they're always in the positive or like, Oh yeah, you're definitely going to defeat these people. Or yeah, this is definitely going to happen for you. Or this is definitely like, it's always like, it's never doom and gloom, horrible things. God's going to punish you. It's always the opposite of that. Um, so if Samuel in this case would have come back and be like, Oh no, yeah, you got this. No, God, no, God's just, he's busy. <laughs> like you've got this battle. Don't worry about it. You're going to be King for a long time. I think that would have been a really good indication that it wasn't like this was the, you know, demonic activity. This was a demon taking the form of Samuel or whatever. But the fact that, like you said, uh, not only is it very Samuel esque in what he says, but the message is, look, you were already, when I was alive, I told you to follow the law of God and you didn't do it. And you've still not done it. And this is your end. You are not going to be king anymore. Um, and I, again, I would fit this. I know I said this a couple of podcasts back, but I would fit this in the same category as, you know, for example, uh, people that live in cultures where um, speaking in tongues is a thing or like having not understanding each other or demons are a part of that religion in that area in the category that God will use what he wants to use when he wants to use it. Now, again, is this like common all the time? Like if you go down to your local tarot card reader, is God going to use that? I would say that's a very far stretch in the sense that you have his word. So that is, let me just say this. That's not going to happen. <laughs> like, it's just not. Yeah. I think but, the way that this plays out is a testament to the fact that it's not normal because when it actually mm -hmm. happens, she freaks out. Yeah. Right. Like she screams. This is yeah. 
like this this isn't normal for her and she does this all the time this is her thing right yeah so this this is her thing this is uh, what she does and when it actually happens she's surprised and freaks out and is frightened is how it really mm-hmm. seems and how it comes off so um that that in and of itself tells tells me a couple of things really things that you've already mentioned but that we, I think it is good to just double down on it. And that's the fact that, sure, this is the thing it can happen, but it's not common. It's not like the everyday when you go to the, the circus and do this terrible thing where you, you go in and there's a gal and she's doing the tarot card thing and reading your fortune. Look, there, there's, a, there's a sense in which that kind of stuff, there is some power there. There's some mm-hmm. stuff that goes on behind the scenes and this spiritual realm uh but the majority of things like that that you're going to see are going to be people like this medium quote who who maybe does this for a living does this to but to tell people their fortune so that they'll get paid but uh but this by no means is normative in the sense that she she even is scared when it actually works right yeah. so that 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 tells me a couple of things. Maybe it never had before really. Right. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like, like that it's, there's a very real possibility that this is the first time that, that she's ever experienced this actually happening. And so she freaks out. Um, and two, uh, one of the things that you've mentioned really throughout the month, but in this, in this scenario, it, it plays out as well because this is uh, maybe the first time, or if not, it is certainly not normal. So when it happens, she's scared, but that also means that she didn't do it. It's not some power that rests in people that allows this to happen. It's not because I'm a a witch of the first order. And so I can, you know what I mean? Like there's Mm -hmm. nothing within a person that no matter how evil or what kind of uh, issues they they believe in or whatever, uh, there's nothing within this medium that brings Samuel back from the dead. And you alluded to that earlier, uh, but it's important for us to note that it, it's not her power. It's not who she is. It's not because she's got some special wand. It's because God wanted to use this moment. That that's really what it boils down to. God wanted to use this. It's by the power of God that Samuel came back um for the for this scenario to happen to speak to saul actually um so yeah yeah and i think um just to summarize i guess summarize my thoughts specifically on this is uh, or the whole month really i guess but this we'll use this as a springboard is the sense that um referring back to like the tarot card or a palm reading or some sort of psychic hotline whatever that is uh, i think it's important uh to acknowledge that a great majority of those people are just charlatans and cheats and, you know, carnival tricks. Uh, but in that same regard, you have to understand that we do have uh, the re- I mean, God does specifically say don't practice these things for this reason. So though there are a bunch of clowns out there that pretend to be able to do this stuff for the money, there are people that the devil uses, that Satan uses, that the darkness uses in order to, um, to, to have some sort of validity, right? So there are people that will go to tarot card readings, for example, or palm readings or psychic hotlines that they will get something that says there's no way that person knew it. So this must be real. Here's the thing that I think I'm just speaking for me here. You can put your input here. Obviously I'd like to hear it, but, um, I'm not saying that these things aren't 
in, in some ways valid in the, in the sense that they're real. Like it's a real thing that happened. I'm not saying that Satan can't tell you uh, your future because guess what? He knows what his future is. He knows he's going to be punished forever. So there's some aspect of that that he, he might know. That doesn't mean it's right though. Just because something is correct doesn't mean it's the thing to follow. So um, just because maybe a fortune did come be correct at some point or somebody were able to fortune tell at some point or you had this really odd experience that you can't explain, um, it doesn't mean that it's the, the right thing, right? So what we've tried to acknowledge this whole, this whole month is that the spiritual realm is a real thing. Demons are real, spirits are real, but Jesus is overall and more powerful than all of that. Um, so in that regard, all that to wrap it back around that, yeah, this stuff might, you know, you might've had a, a legitimate experience, uh, where you go, wow, they could have never known that. Okay. I'll, okay. They maybe couldn't have ever known that. That doesn't mean it's that, that, that demon or that experience is the thing that rules overall, because we have to come back to scripture and say, okay, what does scripture say? How does this align with scripture? So there's a legit real reason, as Rob said before, there's a reason the rules there <laughs> and the rule is there for your protection, for your guidance, for your safety, um, so that you don't fall into demonic things and fall away from the Lord and, uh, put your hope. And here's the important part. You don't put your hope and your faith and all of your eggs in the basket of the devil. When God says there's, I have something far better for you over here, um, that, that goes way and beyond and is more powerful than the most, like you think this is a powerful thing that's nothing compared to the things that I know that I do that I create. So. Yeah. I think, I think too, something to, that really should be addressed. This is the last episode, right? Of the it month. Is, it is. Yeah. yeah. So something that we should maybe just briefly touch on that isn't specific to this text, but is specific to really all of the texts that we've covered and the ones that we haven't that are there, right? There, um, uh, I think you said it in, in a previous episode that we, we tend to fear the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. That's why as a little kid, you're scared of the dark because you can't see what's around you and it freaks you out. You're, we're, we tend to be just afraid of what we can't see or what we don't know, uh, what we can't explain. Um, and it's fitting, right? This is going to air on the 28th of October, just a few days away from Halloween. Um, and so knowing one, that, that God is sovereign over all things there, there's some real, uh, there's some reality. I'll say it this way. There's some reality to the fact that people are, are frightened by this idea, by all of these, these ideas that, um, that, uh, can I be possessed, right? Is that real? Um, are ghosts real, right? And in the sense that, you know, in the sense that grandma's watching, no, right? I don't know uh, that, but, um, but, but demonic activity exists. And if, if you have a keen awareness of that, if you know that that's true, then this can all seem very frightening. Mm, yeah. I mean, and uh, just at some level, if you don't know Christ, it should be frightening to you because it's out of your control. You don't know 
uh, anything about it, it, it's foreign to you. So you're in the dark as a child and you're scared of that dark. Um, but without Christ, there's no light switch to flip on, right? Like you have, you have nothing to rely on, no one to turn to, right? Um, and so it's, it's important that we um, note that as Christians, we serve the king that is the king of them as well. He is sovereign over all of that stuff. He's sovereign over any and every demonic piece of activity that will ever happen, that has ever happened, or that it's happening right now in your life. Um, and so the, the sovereignty of God still exists. It still is part of that. As we saw last week, God used the demon to, mm -hmm. to, to get some people to wake some people up to, to know him, right? To, so that they could hear the gospel and believe. So um, there, there's a sense that, sure, you should definitely, I think, respect the world of uh, Satan and demons, there should be a healthy fear, a healthy respect, a healthy kind of outlook on that. But at the very same time, we can speak with authority to any piece of that world, knowing that they know the end of the story as well, and that yeah. um, our king prevails in the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good way to wrap up the month in the sense that, look, um, whether your church overemphasizes it or underemphasizes it uh it's a reality like you you cannot read through the word and not see that there is a, a apparent spiritual aspect to all of it um so uh, reading through it you see it's reality and like you said just acknowledging that it's there but as you've said uh, probably every episode uh jesus is the authority over all of that though and that's where we yeah. can take comfort. I mean, that's where we can take, um, you know, just, just this hope that, look, no matter how dark the dark gets, he's in control of it. And there's going to be times, like, I think it's probably one of our, our most repeated statements this entire month, but uh, just like the father of the possessed boy, you have to say, look, I believe, and I'm going to need your help in in my unbelief in this. So uh, understanding that it's there, but understanding that regardless of what happens in our interaction, and again, the likelihood of anybody that listens to this podcast actually, you know, coming to coming upon somebody that's like actually possessed is probably pretty low. But the fact that you will come up, we've talked about up against uh, spiritual warfare is going to be a reality for whoever you are, if you're following Christ. And in those moments, I think we can take great hope in the fact that Jesus is in control. He's in authority. And that even when we don't see it, uh, we just cry out and say, I believe it. I just, I need you to help me in this unbelief part of it. Uh, so that you can go forward with the confidence that look, I like Rob just referenced, like I'm a little kid in the dark. I don't know where this, I don't know where I'm going, but I know you're here. And I know you're working anyway, so. Greater is he that is in you, Christian, than he that is in the world. Look at that. All right. Well, I think that's a pretty good spot to end. Do you have anything to uh, add to that? Yeah. Michael, does your, does your household celebrate Halloween in any way? Uh, there is dressing up and trick-or-treating. That's about the extent of it. My, uh, right. my, uh, my daughter loves, well, she loved to dress up when she was little anyway but now because of the stupidity of the internet she knows the word cosplay so she likes to dress up in more expensive uh 
uh, more expensive dress up. And uh, I, yeah, she's not yet. Well, at the recording of this podcast, she has yet to decide what she wants to finally be. Um, My dream would be that they would cancel Halloween and we can't go and I save a bunch of money. But that's (laughs) that's just because I'm a cheapskate. So, well, you tell her this is America and she can choose to be whatever she wants to be. Thanks, guys, for watching and listening and subscribing. If you've listened to all these podcasts, just ignore it and listen to Rob's last statement. Be <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah. That, Not really. Yeah. Be triggered. No. Don't, don't be triggered. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. I was waiting for you to say happy holidays. Oh, uh, see ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.